Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hey, Will. Hey, Reese. Hey, Nathaniel. Hey, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We got we got Nathaniel with us today. I don't know if y'all remember Nathaniel from our infamous little Christmas caroling episode. That wasn't Christmas, was it? It was. Dun, 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 was that is that a Christmas dun, caroling? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Christmas, yeah. yeah. You yeah. remember that? That was fun. That was funny. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And what great timing. <laughs> because <laughs> it's December. It is December. It is December. You know, actually... We don't celebrate Christmas. Actually, right... We, we, I'm what, sorry, I don't. I don't know about y'all. Well, the idea... It's a pagan holiday. Okay. So the idea <laughs> of this podcast that we decided to do today is the end times. And we actually got this idea a couple hours ago when we were, when we were Christmas caroling <laughs> Get out in our neighborhood. Oh my gosh, No. No, we didn't. We I'm weren't sorry. Christmas. We'll talk about Christmas later on, closer to the day, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. That's that's on my. I don't know if you were thinking that, but that's on my plate. For sure, you got to talk about Christmas. It's not positive. What child is this? Sorry, that's my, that's one of my favorite. Christmas Celebrate songs. the incarnation every day. Okay, well, what's the topic actually for <laughs> yeah. today, though? So the topic is what does the Bible say about the end times? Right. Is it the end times, or is it like? Signs of the times, or is it? Are we just gonna call it in times? I would. I mean, signs of the times sounds like a book. It should that that should be like a. <laughs> signs of the times is good. Yeah, I what mean, does that, the Bible say about that? Is the it? emphasis yeah. right? Because if we did in times, I mean, we could get into like. I mean, does that does, is the tribulation part of the end times, mm. or is that like is the end times like the times prior to the yeah what brings tribulation? on the tribulation? Maybe what you're saying. I don't know, Nathaniel. Don't, what do you say? I don't know. Those sounds like signs of the end times. I think you kind of have to establish what the end of time is. Right. Yeah. What are we referring to? Yeah. yeah. I we've talked about it before. So like, really, the end of time. We're saying like the end of this age. Okay. To bring in the next age, the age of the kingdom, where Christ reigns. You know, in a manifest outward way on the earth with his overcoming saints ruling over the nations mm-hmm. for a thousand years, the millennial kingdom. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about signs that lead to that. To the issuing of that, right? Like things that need to happen okay. or the signs that'll indicate. Mm-hmm. Actually, we should read a Bible verse. What are we talking about? Jesus, I mean, the disciples asked that question, right? Yeah. Was that, is that Matthew 23, 24? Which one is that? Uh, I think it's Matthew 24. I think you're right. Sorry, we're not... A lot of people think, I mean, we, we, we sort of have an idea of what we're talking about every time we do a podcast, <clears throat> but we also like going off the cuff, like seeing yeah. what happens. So forgive us for our, you know, abrupt flipping and not having verses ready and for our stalling while we flip to those verses. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Matthew 24, 3, um, he just talked about the temple is going to be destroyed. Um, and then verse 3 says, And he sat down on the Mount of Olives, and the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? So when? And what will be the sign of your coming Mm. and of the consummation of the age? And so there's the when, and then there's the what will be the sign of your coming. Yeah. And then he begins to tell them all these different signs. He says, See that no one leads you astray about the times, all these things. Things have to happen beforehand. Right. Right. That's what we're going to yeah. get into, um, because I think just based on what I've we've talked about prior, like 
some of these things have already happened. Um, yeah, they have. Which means... We're getting I mean, close. Yeah, I mean, I'm not getting up on a mountaintop yet, and I'm not a crazy, you know, like, date predictor, though I do have a date in mind that I predicted, but <laughs> we're not going to share that here. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry. Back Chris to again. Back Dang to it! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, we're not, we're not trying to predict a date, mm-hmm. and we're not trying to get crazy into interpretations, but... You know, the, the day of the Lord coming is it's kind of scary, you know, the way that the Bible portrays it in mm-hmm. some way, that there's going to be this tribulation. And and I don't know. I think our, our goal here is, I mean, we've talked about this before, is what brings that on? You know, because I, I do feel like, and maybe this is too broad of a statement, but I feel like for the majority of Christians, we don't know what brings that date on. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just going to come. Randomly. Randomly. Yeah. It's just kind of like, well, times are mm-hmm. going. There's a date that God has in his head, mm-hmm. and he's just going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and actually, one of the principles that we were kind of talking about when it comes to this topic uh, beforehand was like when Noah built the ark. Mm-hmm. So God says there's this flood that's coming. Right. Right. And, and actually, his, what is it? Noah's grandpa, Methuselah? Is his grandpa? Great grandpa? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they're not even related. They're probably related. I, I think like they're related. everyone back then was related. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Maybe not. <laughs> okay, so what what does Methuselah's name be? It means it means when he when he dies it'll come. That's right? what his name means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he dies it'll come. And so I mean referring to the flood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- could... Referring to the flood. Yeah. And so then also at the same time though, the ark is being built. Right. Yeah. Right? And so it's like you look at it and you're kinda like, okay. Which part actually brought the flood? Was right. it Methuselah dying? Was mm-hmm. it the ark being built? Was it a combination of both? Right. Or was it just kind of random and God hoped that Noah would build the boat <laughs> by the time he... Yeah. Actually, you know, I think... I mean, I don't know about y'all. I did not know about the Methuselah growing up. Oh, yeah, me either. Like, yeah, no. I know who's the oldest person in the Bible. <clears throat> right. That's how most know him. But, like, that's literally what... His name is a prophecy. When mm-hmm. he dies, it will come. And if you do the math... His passing, the flood comes that year. If you, I mean, you have to do a, you have to like really look into the scriptures. It's not like it doesn't say that explicitly. You have to line up the math of when the ark started to be built, when it was finished, and mm-hmm. all these things. And so you're right. It's like there's the simultaneous aspect. Of like Methuselah outwardly is aging, <laughs> and you can watch Methuselah all day long anxiously with your popcorn, like <laughs> you know. Uh, don't that day, uh, Grandpa. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, like, you don't want the flood to come. <laughs> oh, or, you know, there's something happening on the back end that's actually what matters, and that is the ark's being built. Yeah. Um, and the ark's being built, like, God is holding back, you can say, the floodwaters until this vessel of salvation is built mm-hmm. so that then he can have a remnant saved. And the ark is a very wonderful picture. We can get into it some other time of, of the church. Oh, okay. Um, so, but we'll get into that, I think, as, as this podcast goes on. Yeah. We should look at the Methuselah, though, just for fun. Like, what are kind of the things you can expect yeah. as this ark's being built? Um, so you, you mean like a Methuselah in type? Right. Methuselah is like a type of the signs, the end signs of the end times. Okay. As he's aging, it might be wrapping up. Um, he might not cause it. Mm-hmm. The end time signs won't cause it, 
but they happen because of something else. Yeah. So maybe maybe a good question would be, okay, so what are these signs? Mm-hmm. What is basically today's Methuselah? Yeah. And then number two is where do we get it at from the Bible? Right. Right. Where do we see it? Because I, I feel like if you just Google this end times, I feel like so many people have different interpretations and mm-hmm. things they're going to say on what this means and what that means. And basically the principle that we actually use for all of these podcasts is we try to or try our best to interpret the Bible with the Bible. Right. So find different verses, find Old Testament prophecies, New Testament prophecies that line up in some way. And then from there, have an interpretation. Right. Right. So we're not just pulling off the cuff with this one. Yeah. I think probably the two... I mean, we can get into like the supernatural signs, but I don't think that's really as important. That'll be kind of like sprung upon you right at the last minute, so there's no point in really studying it. Too. When you say supernatural, do you mean like, uh, I don't know, like sun, natural disaster? Like moon turning, you know, blood oh, okay. and the sun going dark. Like things like that that are more like, it's not going to happen like years prior. It's going to be like, when you see that, you better run, you know, <laughs> or, or pray. Probably <laughs> pray. I might run, you should pray. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think maybe the two biggest ones, one of them we're going to talk about a lot, I'm sure, which is Israel. Um, the other one maybe is like Antichrist and kind of the arrangement yeah. of the world situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nathaniel, what do, you, what do you know about the end times? Uh, it's pretty fuzzy in my head. Um, just... Uh, yeah, like like you were saying, there's all these supernatural calamities, but those are kind of like at the end, mm-hmm. basically when all the signs that we're talking about happen already, and then those are just like the fulfillment of those signs coming in. It's like the aftermath of, okay, now the age is ending, mm-hmm. so like God basically judges the earth and, and mankind with, with these signs, or mm-hmm. with these uh, supernatural calamities, but... As far as what brings in that change, um, I'm kind of fuzzy on like the the prophecies and how things line mm-hmm. up, yeah. especially with with Israel. Yeah. Like, Do you know anything about that? About these, like what what is going to happen with Israel? Yeah. So I I know that. Uh, let's see. Um, for one, the temple needs to be built. Okay. Um, where do we see that, Will? Yeah, we see that. I hope it's in Daniel. Well, I mean, yeah, I, the verse I was thinking is Matthew, but it literally talks about Daniel. In, in the yeah, verse. yeah, he, he's in, he's he's he he's it. referring to Daniel. Yeah. right? doesn't he even say that in there? Yeah, yeah, the, through Daniel the through prophet. Daniel the prophet. This is yeah. Matthew twenty four fifteen. Yeah, you want to read it? Uh, yeah. Okay, so this is what Jesus is saying. It says therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, let him who reads understand. Then let those in Judea flee to the mountaintops, or to the mountains. So the key there was the abomination of desolation, standing in the holy place. Right. What's the holy place? The holy place is in the temple. Right, right. And actually, I think, I think even before we talk about the, the temple, it is good to just, uh, I, I know I kind of mentioned this earlier, about like maybe not getting into like the distinction earlier, but I yeah, think yeah. it actually is important. I feel uh-huh. bad for saying that. Um, that that um, Israel in itself needed to come back as a nation. Mm. Um, 
there's this there's this kind of this verse uh, in twenty one nineteen, uh, this what's later referred to as the parable of the fig tree, um, where Jesus goes into Jerusalem and he basically cleanses the temple. He says, "You're making my house, father's house just a den of robbers, basically." Um, and then he comes in. Uh, he leaves. And when he's about to return to the city for the next morning, he sees a fig tree on the way, and he came to it and found nothing yeah, on right. it, leaves only. So he didn't find any fruit. And he said, may there no longer be fruit from you forever. And the fig tree was instantly dried up. Mm. And so Jesus is cursing this fig tree here is actually a symbolic sign of him cursing Israel. Yeah. Because Israel is notoriously a sign, or the fig tree is notoriously a sign of Israel. I've got a footnote in my Bible that talks, cross-references, Jeremiah 24, 2, 5, and 8. Um, These are just, it's where God talks about Israel as As a fig fig tree. tree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So his cursing them for being fruitless um, is, is, I mean, he's cursing the nation of Israel. And he says, you're not going to bear fruit any longer. But then... In chapter 24, verse 32, he says, but learn the parable from the fig tree. Yeah. That miracle I did earlier that you might have thought was just because I was angry because I was hungry and I didn't get any, you know, fruit today (laughs) when I'm the son of God and I fasted for 40 days at the beginning of my ministry. Uh, Yeah, no, that was a parable, you dingus. And he says, as soon as its branch has become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that the summer is near. Yeah, So also you, when you know all these, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Right. So, in Jesus explaining the different signs that he talked about earlier, he's saying, and remember that parable of the fig tree where I cursed Israel. When you see it starting to, you know, bring forth leaves again, not fruit, not the good things that satisfy God, but just like signs that hey, Israel's, you know, mm-hmm. it's not dead. Right? Yeah. Right. It's not just a desolate Palestinian piece of land that's run over by Arabs yeah. or Ottomans or Romans. It's like that didn't happen for almost 2,000 years. Yeah. I, yeah, that's a good point. I was actually about to say that. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, guys, with this prophecy, you, you have to look at history. Right. And with history, we see where Israel basically gets cursed, which is in like, it's around 70 AD. Uh, and I actually got to visit it this summer. Uh, basically like how we know that this happened. So in 70 AD, Titus, one of the Roman emperors or generals, was he a general? I think he was a general. Okay. So one of the leaders of the army, this guy named Titus, he comes into Jerusalem, wipes out the whole place. And there, there's actually something in Rome called the Arch of Titus. And on the Arch of Titus, there's this, basically the engraving, you can look it up online. It's not that big of a deal. But basically you see the Roman um, army carrying the gold and the lampstand and all these things out of the temple. Right. What, what they just destroyed, basically, as uh, ruins, I guess, and as mm-hmm. their loot. Uh, and so that was, that was like when history was fulfilled, Israel's done. Jerusalem's over. The temple's gone. Right. And so, like, so then you have to look at these verses we're talking about, about the prophecy in Daniel that says that the, what is it, the something of desolation... The abomination, abomination of desolation. desolation is standing in the holies. That means it has to be there. Right, right. right? And so then throughout history, I mean, because Reese just said, or what you just said, is 2,000 years 
basically passed where there's no Israel. Right. <laughs> it's not there. There's no temple. There's no Israel. There's definitely no Jerusalem. And so where this happened in history was 1948. This was after World War II. Right. Um, and basically Israel becomes a nation again. Yeah. And as far as my knowledge goes, this is the first time in history that's ever happened. I mean, like, imagine, as Americans, it's like, imagine, I have a little bit of Cherokee blood. All right. Indian, right? Imagine the Cherokees just, like, reclaiming territory. Yeah. Becoming becoming a people again. Right. Right. And that's, that's like, what is that, like, 300 years? Yeah, it hadn't even been that long. It, Israel, it's like, that's, I mean, imagine, like, the Mayans, like, reclaiming a nation yeah. in, like, Central America. It's like, <laughs> there are no Mayans anymore. Like, you, you start to blend in with the rest of the people. You start to, you know, mix with other races. But Israel remained a populous people, even after, like, an attempt of extermination, multiple attempts throughout history. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a total, I don't understand it. It's like, God is real and has his... Old Testament people that he's still keeping for a particular purpose. But, yeah. But yeah, like 1948, they get their nation. 19, is it 68? Yeah, I think so. 68. 67. They, 67. They regain the city of Jerusalem, yeah. which is, by the way, the temple can't just be, you know, right. anywhere. According you know? to the Old Testament, right. it has to be. It has to be where God ordained. And so it has to be in Jerusalem. And they basically have the entirety of Jerusalem minus this one little spot where there's a big old mosque sitting there's there. Mosque today. And that is where the temple site is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's insane. It's like they're closing in on it. Yeah. It's like, but that one piece of land is not, you know, theirs yet. And that's the only thing preventing it from happening. It's like if that thing were to blow up or if that thing were to be gone, there's actually a, a what is it called, like the, the Temple Institute or the... Something, I think it's what it's called. There's some like group of people who have all the materials ready yeah. to rebuild the temple. It's like they yeah. could put that thing up in no time if they just have that land back. Yeah. Which, you know, ought to get a little fire under our belts. It's like, right. oh snap, like God could actually come back. Right. Um, like if, if we're gonna be like strict according to the Bible and put him in a box, which we shouldn't, it's like if that thing blew up, like honestly, that temple gets built in five years or less, three years, two years. And three and a half years tribulation. It's uh, like, yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, like, oh, we're less than a decade away. Yeah, I mean, if if that were to happen, like Tomorrow. soon. The point is, yeah. it's possible. Right. That's the only. Th- I mean, we're not predicting dates, but it's like it's possible. Right. Soon. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a warning too. I mean, like before we get into maybe the, like you know the I guess the intrinsic something that's kind of going on behind the scenes of why this is coming about or why you know. We feel this is coming about in our conviction. But I, I think like just to say if you if this happens, if you're listening to this podcast <laughs> and you you hear what we're saying, and I don't know, the next decade this happens. That mosque, you, it, it's gonna be all over headlines if it happens. It gets destroyed. Just turn to the Lord. Turn to the Lord. Or or start now. I mean, I mean, yeah, start, start definitely, now. definitely start <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. But if you're just iffy about this, when that happens. Just know it. We're close. We are very close. It's almost convicting to even like hear about how ready the Jews are to build the temple. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like they have a more clear vision of what they're doing than we are. I mean, how prepared are we mm-hmm. 
mm. uh, as they are. That's, I mm. mean, they've got everything ready to just go build it. Right. It's like some passionate, you know, Zionists. Yeah. We talk about uh, this day coming, uh, this bringing this day quicker. It's like, what are we doing to prepare for the mm. Lord's return? That's a good point. What's that verse? That ver- I mean, that's a verse you're quoting, right? To make it quicker. Yeah, the hasten his coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know where it is? What's that? Second Peter. Yeah, yeah I think it's in Second Peter. The two three. Boom. Is that it? I don't know. No, Second Peter three twelve. Oh, there we go. You got it on you. Uh, yeah, I can read it. So Second Peter three twelve <clears throat> says, expecting and hastening the coming of the day of God, on account of which the heavens being on fire will be dissolved. And the elements burning with intense heat are right. to be melted away. It's interesting. It's two two clo- two uh, things we should be doing. Yeah. One is expecting. Expecting. So don't listen to Will about ten years from now. <laughs> Today, expect it. Yeah, expect it. Because this expecting that God is coming. He's coming to judge. To judge. If you remember from our podcast a little while ago about the reward and punishment of believers, he's coming to judge first the household of God. According wow. to First Peter, I think it's four nineteen. It's like he comes to judge us first, how faithful we were to what he's given us, both the gospel, his riches, the light we've seen, the life he's given us. Mm-hmm. How faithful have we been? So we should expect the coming day of God. Like it could happen tomorrow. Jesus could be around the corner. I need to live a life that is pursuing him and governed by him. Wow. And then Second Peter says, hastening the coming day of God. Meaning I can participate in an activity that makes it happen quicker. Hasten means to make it happen quicker. Right. <laughs> Which is insane. Like you are saying at the beginning, it's like a lot of the times we think about it as a set date in God's head, which, you know, God dwells outside of time, so it probably is. Yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, there's verses like that. But from our point of view, we're trying to hasten it. We're trying to build the ark. Um, there's a verse actually we talked about um, first podcast we did hmm. about the divine romance uh, it's revelation 19 8 it talks about the bride which is part of um god's eternal purpose what he's trying to produce right it says let us you know we're rejoicing the wife oh yeah no it's first seven it says let us rejoice and exalt and let us give the glory to him for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready and so part of the reason why the Lord comes, the marriage of the lamb has come, the marriage comes, the kingdom comes, is because his wife is ready. You know, at a marriage, if yeah. you guys have been to a marriage um, or a wedding, a wedding, you, the groom is sitting up there yeah. in his tux or whatever. Everyone's sitting down and you wait. <laughs> you know, right. some weddings longer than others. Yeah. What is everyone waiting for? It's the bride. The bride. She's getting ready. She's Wait got to look great. She's like caring about everything, all her spots and wrinkles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She wants to look. She wants to look great because everybody's gonna be staring at her. Everyone's gonna stand for her. No one stood for that bridegroom. You know, that's just like the picture we have right. in marriage. Like obviously, the Lord is you know the most glorious one, but in His eyes, He's waiting for His wife. Yeah. yeah. Ready herself. He's waiting for her yeah. to be to prepare herself, mm-hmm. which is us. That's the church for the church to be built, to be made spotless, sanctified. Yeah, yeah. 
I really like this, this kind of concept of time and how we can hasten the end of time. I mean, we talk about end times. Right. We can hasten the end of time as we know it. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And uh, just think about Revelation, kind of a, yeah, we probably won't go in depth into this, but just kind of the opposite spectrum of the wife making herself ready is Satan delaying his inevitable death. Whoa, uh, yeah. So I was just thinking like Revelation 12, you have the woman who is uh, bringing forth the man-child. Right. Um, and so this is the woman giving birth. That's the Lord's also talking about in Matthew 24. Right. Like we read the these, these things, right, for the birth pangs. And so when this man-child is brought forth, which is part of the church being made ready, part of the bride being made ready, yeah, uh, he's waiting there to devour it. But he doesn't get to. He's cast out of, uh, right, he's cast out of heaven. Right. Yeah, that's true. In yeah. Revelation 12.10. And then 12.12 it says he was enraged because he has only a short time now. Right. And so Satan is also really concerned with time and the church making herself ready. Right. Yeah, like the Lord, this is actually, I mean, this is a huge topic. I would love to get into it more. I think we will. Like Satan's strategy. Yeah. Um, like Satan does not care so much about what's going on in Las Vegas. You might think, oh, he's he's having a, you know, he's he's just doing them and doing a number in Vegas, but you know, we're all sanctified here in Texas, you know, <laughs> by the way, we're in Texas. If you are listening to this and you're not in Texas, Texas. but it's like, Texas. it's like Satan, like those people are already off in, you know, loving, living it up in his kingdom. Yeah. yeah. That's not his focus. Yeah. His focus is on those who are building the church. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would even say it's not so much on just not helping people to or making people not get saved though surely he doesn't want people to be saved even more stopping people from being joined in oneness and mm-hmm. building the church in together in love being knit together all the things described in Ephesians 4 that I really encourage y'all to read on your own after this we'll talk about it later about the oneness of the body but like people who have a focus on the body of Christ not just on individual salvation for for some ethereal like you know heaven in the skies with a mansion it's like he cares about people actually building the church on earth today right. trying to bring the kingdom from the heavens to the earth yeah people who are sanctifying the father's name today yeah like that is who he hates and who he's attacking because right they're the ones who get taken up right they're the ones who command michael and his angels to cast him down uh, yeah this, i mean it's really it's it's yeah. like if you if you have never felt the attack of the enemy, not in like an outward matter of like someone in your family dies or things like that, like that's that happens to everyone unfortunately because we live in a fallen world. But if it's like a direct attack on what you're trying to do for the Lord, yeah, you know you're in the right place. Actually, if you're being persecuted, you know like oh, you know Satan doesn't like this. This is good. <laughs> this is the yeah. Lord's word. If you've never experienced that, then you ought to consider, what am I where the Lord is preparing his bride? Am I participating in that activity? And if you are participating in it, if you haven't experienced that, then praise the Lord. I mean, be encouraged. Like, you're you're hastening the coming day. Right. You know? I don't know. What, I mean, this That's is, true, yeah. It, I mean, we kind of took a turn here, but I'm like kind of feeling this. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's like a, a, outside of hastening it, there is a person in the universe 
Satan, who was delaying it. Right. right? And uh, I think what, I, th- I guess, kind of what we're getting into, and it's a good transition, actually, that uh, getting into what is preparing the bride, what is building the church, what is actually bringing the Lord back. And it's basically, uh, just in a very um, simple definition, it's, it's God working himself into his believers, into people. And not just him working into them individually, but him working into them in a group way, in a, in a way that builds the church. And so it's him time after time sanctifying us and us um, opening to him and him putting his life more and more into us and transforming us, mm-hmm. right? And I think Paul says this in Second Corinthians. He's transforming us from glory to glory. Right, yeah. Right? Meaning that, Okay, so that's what's going on. But on the other hand, if you read also Romans 7, there's a war waging in us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's Satan delaying it. His main delay is in us. Mm. Yeah. The main, the main hindrance to the Lord's return is us. Right. Yeah, he, it's us. It's like, really not an outside attack. No, like a lot, of times, a lot of times we look at, like we think, okay, this is, uh, please... Anyways, if you're listening to this, just understand what I'm saying. Islam is definitely like not not okay. I mean, it's definitely against Christianity, um, and that is Satan's outward attack against it. I mean, there's I don't think there's a group of people that hate Christians more than like the radical, radical Islamists. Islamists. Yeah, but they're not the ones delaying the Lord's return. Right. Right. Wow. Well, yeah. Even though they, anyways. Not to, not right. to point the finger, but I'm just saying, like, inwardly, in uh, in us, right. in our minds, in our souls, that is what delays the Lord. Our own desires of our flesh, our own desires of this right. current world. Yeah. The and, exalting of the self, the divisive nature in man. Exactly. Causing, I mean, it's mainly believers against believers. That sort of a frustration within the church, like a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. So Yeah, that's right. Do we, I mean, did we want to get into Antichrist? Do we want to do Antichrist? Basically, the European you, nations... Yeah, why don't you get into it? I'm going to just... Well, I'm yeah, just going to... No, we're, we're about out of time. Okay. I'm going to give my theory uh, in the modern times. There is some backing. So, scripturally, we can show that a powerful ruler will rise up either from Greece or Turkey or some, you know, close... that Somewhere in that region, probably Greece... Um, a strong ruler will rise up who will kind of head up these other nations, these ten kings, um, and he, you know, the rule or power will be given over to him. He'll be a very charismatic person. He'll be killed, and he'll be resuscitated. These are all things you can see in Revelation. Um, you can also see it in Daniel. Daniel too. Um, you can also see it in like Second Thessalonians. You can see it in Matthew. Um, it's crazy stuff. We won't get into it. Um, but if you see the European Union collapse, mm. um, and then you see it kind of reform under this one headship, that's kind of my wacky theory that is not scriptural, but does have some backing, and I can give you more verses later. But we are at a time. I mean, this is, the main point is, and I'm sorry for the tangent, like, we need to be building the church, and we need to learn how, yeah. and we'll have more podcasts on how to build the church. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway. So... I guess maybe a brief summary in times. In times. Look for the temple. Look for the temple. Look for a charismatic leader, probably in Europe. Yes. And, and 
build the church. And build the church. If you build the church, those things will happen. Yeah. So maybe tie it also into the beginning. What's that? The 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 temple and the Antichrist are Methuselah. In a sense, yeah, it's like Methuselah. Yeah, sort of. Like it's like a. They they yeah they're similar. It's like Methuselah is the outward thing, but it's not causing it. Yeah. It just happens to follow what's intrinsically causing the coming judgment. So maturity of believers. Right. The building of the ark. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining it, Daniel. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, me. This is good. What are we... to build the church. Yes. Amen. Hopefully this builds the church a little bit. I hope so. Yeah. You know, it actually says that our speaking Christ builds the church. First Corinthians 14. We'll talk about that later. Okay. What are we doing next time, next week? Well, you... Did we decide... I don't know. Matt, how about we don't commit yet? No commitment. We're going to consider this more because I keep getting thrown off by these. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Yeah. And just remember, um, if you want to donate to us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where should they go? Uh, three, five, blah, blah, blah. We don't take your we money. Don't, we don't take your uh, money. We don't take your money.